What's it like to share your message with the world through podcasting? What is your method for helping people and making a positive difference in the world? Hi, I'm Shelley Carney, Livecast coach and host of the Messages and Methods podcast. Join me as I share fascinating stories and insights from podcasting women I met at the She Podcast Live conference in Scottsdale, Arizona in October 2021. This series of interviews will provide the foundation of understanding of why women podcast today and how they impact the world through their voice and message. My guest for today's conversation is Teresa Yunkin. And I don't have a bio for you, Teresa. So how about you start off by giving us a brief bio? Sure. I am a healthcare leadership coach and consultant specializing in IT. And uh, to put it, I guess to put it just out there, I was a stay-at-home mom of three. My husband was diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer. We lived through that. I experienced the healthcare system. And uh, after he passed, I realized that the world needed people out there to advocate for patients. Mm -hmm. And from there, I became uh, a well-known patient advocate. And then I decided to learn the back end of healthcare, whether it be whether it be um, the technology, teaching physicians, um, and uh, developing new technologies in the healthcare space. All right, uh, that sounds amazing and really great that you got into that. Uh, what were you doing before you got into healthcare? Um, I actually was doing community um, organizing and community development. So mm -hmm. I ran a grant for SAMHSA. And uh, funny thing is, is after my husband passed away, I met my current husband because he was working on a grant as well. And he was building out health information exchanges, meaning that you could um, exchange your like your uh, health records electronically like you do now. So when you go to your doctor's office, uh, that's the whole reason there was some legislation that was published that you could, um, that mandated that we had to start doing it that way. And, uh, I met my husband and he said, Oh, I do this. And I said, well, geez, the VA has been doing this for years. And I said, uh, the VA's never first did anything. He said in this one time they are. And, um, I had, we were lucky enough that because my husband was so young that they were willing to, um, coordinate his care across the country. We lived in Portland at the time. The um, brain, uh, the neuro, the neural, the neurosurgeon who took care of him was at Duke University at the time, and then we ended up moving cross country to be with family. And uh, all of his all of his medical records, we could do all of this um, electronically and have his care coordinated across the country. And uh, like I said, he was like, "I'm working on this project to do this," and I was like, "But I." I know this. And so um, I asked him in 2008, when some legislation came out, I said, who's talking to the doctors about it? He said, nobody. And I said, okay, then I will. And uh, what I ended up doing was going to a local doc in my, in my town. And I said, hey, did you know this legislation came out and you have to have this, you have to have this technology? And he said, no. And I said, well, I'll do this. For the experience, I will, uh, I will set it all up free for you just for the experience. And I took it from there and went on to run a lot of different um, innovations in technology from that. So out of, I found my passion in healthcare and I truly believe that with data and uh, with women here <laughs> at the helm, kind of interjecting and helping to build things out, we're really looking at the patient and what patients need. 
So um, I'm there and I love to tell healthcare stories and Mm -hmm. talk to other people who have experience in the healthcare, whether it be from the patient side, from administrator side, or from the technology side, all things healthcare. So tell us the name of your podcast and and what you talk about on there. Uh, It's called Conversations from My Couch, and it's very, very short (laughs) right now. I just started it. I I felt like I needed to expand. So um, I started off in the last, I don't know, six months, and we've just been kind of jumping on and talking about all things leadership. So uh, one of the things that I did discover is, is that in healthcare, there's a whole lot of belief in baptism by fire. I don't think that we necessarily need to, um, because we have a multi-generational workforce, our Gen Xers and some of our boomers are like, I learned it the hard way and you should too. And, Mm. you know, we get millennials and Gen Zers who are like, I can figure all this out, you know, like I can Google it and figure it out, but I need you to say, yes, you're going the right way or no, you're not the right way, or this is how you should think of it. And also to be able to teach them, you know, those, um, those hidden rules of management that we all kind of have to learn. When should I speak? Um, who do I talk to? Uh, you know, how much time do I spend? So I, I do a lot of coaching around helping healthcare leadership bring up new leaders. I see. Yeah. It is a time in life when you are most vulnerable and you do need the most help. Yes. Uh, when you have some sort of medical issue going on in your family. Yes, yes. So um, when it comes to that, I like to, from the data piece of it, I'm a health informatician, which means that um, I study data and help to build up programs. So maybe you've heard of programs like the Fresh Food Pharmacy, where a physician can actually prescribe you healthy food. And in return, patients then um, you say, you know what, for these coupons at my local grocery store to get fresh fruits and vegetable, which we know it's really cost cost prohibitive to be healthy, Mm. um, a program. So you say, hey, like I'll meet with a dietitian and learn how to prepare these foods. So um, the fresh food pharmacy is one thing that um, I worked on as a pilot program rolling that out. Um, Also, uh, mental health these days is a big deal. There are a lot of rules and laws around that, exchanging data between even healthcare providers and what kind of patient consents do you need to have. So I do a lot of um, multi-stakeholder initiatives where we bring people together and we collaborate and try to find out the best way that we can get that information exchanged when and where it's needed um, with patient's consent. And so how do we automate that for them? How do we help them do those things? Um, it's little things like we talk, you hear about diabetes all the time and, and you hear about like these chronic conditions that we have. And, you know, I take a look at the data and I help health systems figure out what's a great program to use this for. Maybe we should implement um, the old uh, Marcus Welby model again, where we actually have physicians come to the home and provide health care rather than having people go because it's prohibitive for them to be able to get a ride or to go mm. somewhere. So um, we work on a whole bunch of different um, initiatives that way with the data, specifically with patients in mind. I do it. um, It's a passion of mine. And I'm always the one who stands up and says, hey, have we thought about this from the patient's point of view? Maybe they can't get there. Maybe they can't do this, um, you know, or, you know, we haven't really looked at their circumstances. So let's not build programs without patient input. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tell us for your podcast, who 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 are you speaking to? Who's in your audience? Generally, who's in my audience are actually up and coming leaders. 
So um, the, they're managers who have between two and five years of experience. And it's also um, people who've been, they're in their, I don't know, like mid to late 50s. They've been managers for a while and lost their passion. Um, their job has just become a job and they're no longer sort of feeling like they're in it. Their purpose and their mission of helping people has gotten squashed. So um, I, my audience is generally um, leaders. I have a large LinkedIn audience mm-hmm. as well and um, lots and lots of hits on my website, um, that, that sort of thing. So um, I just kind of, I, I believe we should be doing a, a sharing of knowledge. I don't think we should be holding everything inside of us and then saying, I'm only going to dole it out in little pieces because that's the whole nature of generosity is if I put it out there and do good with it, it will come back to me in a different way. I don't know how, but knowing that I affected somebody else's life to help them avoid the pain that I walk through Mm. to me is worth it, whether I know it or I don't know. So, and how long have you been podcasting? You said just a short time. Yeah, just a short time. So six months, mm-hmm. like really, really short period of time. But um, I felt like this is the time and uh, we need voices out there. Right now, a lot of podcasts that are in the healthcare space are generally like large healthcare organizations. It is um, journalists or like uh, magazines. It's pharma. It's not patients. It's not people who have patients first. It's, um, I, I hear a lot of the same things at a lot of uh, conferences, right? Like, oh, it's all about the quadruple aim and, you know, we want a better health care, but it's only from a certain point of view. So I have a mixture of um, patients and providers, everybody, because you know what? We have to have all voices at the table. We can't just have one or the other. And what made you decide on this topic if, uh, as a podcast? Um, I've walked it mm-hmm. and, uh, every day in my life, I run into people who've had experiences in the healthcare industry and I know that it's a need. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know, I guess it was just like a passion. It's like the next step in this journey for me. Mm-hmm. And how did you get started with podcasting? Did you, uh, have a friend that pushed you into it or did you take a class or what happened? Um, I started doing LinkedIn lives. And okay. just kind of went from there. And I'm just, uh, like I said, I just, just, just started. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Great. What message do you hope your audience will hear and understand when they listen to your podcast? You know what? Uh, we're all leaders, right? Um, some people say that you're born with it. Some people say that um, you can learn it. I do believe that we have a little bit of it inside of all of us. And we just need to find that kernel, nurture it and grow it. Um, I like to provide coaching because a lot of times, uh, leadership is very, uh, how do I say emotional, right? You're very vulnerable when you are trying to help others, right? And, and just being a coach helps. I hold hands and help them along that path to understand what I'm feeling. Am I doing this right? Am I, am I not doing this right? A lot of management is, like I said, trial by fire. There's a statistic out there from Harvard Business Review that 85% of uh, management says that, you know, they're good coaches. And only about, what is it, 35% of the employees say that that their managers are good coaches. So there's a need for us to reframe how we manage our workforce. And especially in a remote world, a lot of people had the worlds turned upside down. We're trying to figure out security. We're trying to figure out, you know, how do I get my employee in a rural area who doesn't have 
um, broadband or who doesn't have internet access? How do we how do we work this? So there's a lot of uncertainty, and the past year has really shown that we need to um, think about managing and developing relationships um, differently, right? We need to make sure that our employees know, like, and trust us. And how do we do that? We used to do that by walking through the office every day and talking to everybody. Mm -hmm. And now we don't have that anymore. Um, It's really funny how isolation can amplify any insecurity that you may have. Hmm. And so I like to hold hands and walk them through the process. Let's move into uh, women specifically now. Why is it important for women to participate in podcasting? Wow, we've got a great voice. And I think um, we have really been underutilized. So um, it was funny. I don't know if you were at the keynote this morning when we talked and they were like, there was a time and a place, but which blows my mind where people said women didn't know how to use the technology to be able to listen to a podcast. You know, I think women are probably the most tech savvy people because you have children. We are the primary caregivers of the people who use the technology the most. And so we understand and we know, and uh, we need to step up and take our place in this technology world, I, I work in technology, and by far it's still run by many men, healthcare is still run by men, but the majority of your workforce is women, mm. and we don't have enough women in leadership. So podcasting is one way to say, hey, you know what, I'm out here doing this, and you can too. And I think it's important that the more women podcasters that we have out there, the more um, it becomes a norm, and the more that will feel comfortable doing that. So in what ways has your life changed since you began podcasting? Wow. Well, that's really good. Um, That's a good (laughs) question. So how has it changed? Um, It's enabled me to become very laser focused about my passion. I think that that is um, something that I I wanted to do. I wanted to give back in a place where I felt um, there wasn't a whole lot of giving, but a lot of taking. I think healthcare is... is, um, Oh, gosh. Um, it's no longer a personal relationship. It's a business relationship. And we've lost some of the humanity in the caretaking, you know. So, um, and I'm talking about things outside of what we saw during COVID in the hospitals where people are there. Um, but I do believe that, like, just regular everyday operations in healthcare, we, we've lost that. It's now just a job. It used to be Physicians went in because they wanted to help people, and now it's a, a dollar decision sometimes about what specialty you go into. So um, I just think that, you know, we always have to remember that patients are the crux and the heart of everything that we do, and we can't lose focus of that ever. So do you feel like uh, you have a lot of patients who listen listen to your advice or get additional advice from you on how to handle their own uh, medical problems? and I don't have a lot of call-ins, I will mm-hmm. be honest about that, but, um, and I don't have a call-in format, but um, just in my general dealings, if I've talked to, if I talk to people or people reach out, I'm more than willing to help them solve a problem. I have um, experience in both the clinical side as well as the health plan payer side, so um, understanding healthcare insurance and helping them to avoid some of the common pitfalls that people fall into. Um, I know when my husband was ill, we suffered from medical bankruptcy. So I understand how painful that is and how shameful that feels when you don't have, um, you don't have the ability to pay for these very, very expensive procedures. Um, there's a lot of weight that falls upon the family. Um, it, it, you know, it results in shame 
that I couldn't give the best to the person I love most. And that's a hard thing for people to digest. And it's, um, it's one thing that if I can help you, I will help you. And, and I hope the things that I tell people and that we discuss um, help them to be able to navigate easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what made you decide to attend the She Podcast Live conference? Oh, um, I'm new. Mm-hmm. And I came with another group um, as a mastermind, a linked up group um, as a mastermind. And I thought this is perfect. This is where I get to learn more and just surround myself with others. You know, I teach coaching, right? Like, so I hold the hand of other people. I'm here for other people. I'm putting out my hand to say, hey, can you help me make this the best that it can be? Um, I believe in community. I believe in collaboration. And um, I'm an extrovert by nature. And this was the best place to come and get fed <laughs> after the world shut down. So uh, She Podcasts has um, a great reach and absolutely um, have enjoyed everybody I've met and talked to. And um, it's been one of the most rewarding experiences that I've had to hear other women who are putting their voices out about all things. So um, it's a great universe to be in right now. Did you have a goal uh, when you decided to attend, something that you wanted to accomplish while you're here? I wanted to learn more about the technology in the back end and wanted to, uh, my goal was to meet other people that were great podcasters so I could learn from them the skills and develop friendships, Um, you know, in this post-COVID world. And now my youngest child's in college, so I have no more mommy groups to go to to meet people. And um, I live bi-coastal, so it's a little bit harder as as an older person, older person. Um, a Gen Xer to meet people because, you know, I don't have those connections. And I've met some really great people here and um, started to forge new friendships. And it's great. So what plans do you have for the future of your podcast? Wow. Um, To start opening it up more and uh, to publicize it. Mm -hmm. So that's I think those are the two big things and to get it heard. And everybody says like, I want like a million dollar show or I want like the greatest thing. And I think uh, the first step is um, I'm taking the first and second steps. And uh, as I always say, like success isn't a destination, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm walking. So it's been, um, it's great. I mean, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. But at the very end of the day, I hope that the work that I do results in patients getting more compassionate care, the care that they need when and where they need it, that healthcare meets them where they are rather than them having to come to healthcare. And I'm hoping that the leaders are listening to um, those that I talk to and those that I bring to the table and make real changes that they walk the walk that they're talking. So uh, for me, that's just to better, to better it. And um, I just want healthcare and healthcare leaders to leave healthcare a better place than what we found it at the end of the day. Is there anything that uh, you would want to add that I didn't ask about? Wow. Mm, yes. Uh, just a tip and a trick out there. There's some new legislation coming out um, for anybody who uh, has is involved with a health plan, like a. Your health insurance, just let you know that um, your health insurance does hold a lot of your medical information. And uh, if everybody knows if you've switched an employer, it's so hard to say, oh my gosh, I was with this other health plan and my insurance company. And um, starting January 1st, 2022, your health plans will have to talk. So you as a patient are now in control of some of your data and you can say, hey, 
you know what? I need you to go back to my last health plan and please gather all my records and bring them over here and have them available so that you don't have to go back and look at all the EOBs and say, I met this deductible or I met that deductible with them. All that's now electronic and it's on the health plans to be able to exchange that data. You give them the consent and say, I want to do this and, uh, and they have to do it. And uh, the government put some sticks behind behind it now. So um, for you guys that are out there that may be switching, you've lost a job or changing jobs, just know that this little piece is going to get a little bit easier for you. So, and uh, where can people find and connect with you? They can connect with me on my website, www.teresayunkin.com. And um, you can find me I do my conversations from my couch, from LinkedIn as well. Like I'm all, on all social media as well. Um, and also, um, if you're a healthcare leader on my website, there is a leadership quiz that you should be going to and taking because it's about how motivated are you to actually make change. If you don't know your motivation level, you're not apt to take the steps. So that's it. Wonderful. And uh, I think a lot of people will want to learn more about you once they hear about you in the first place. So uh, thank you so much, Teresa, for uh, interviewing with us today. Appreciate all the great information. And we hope that uh, you'll work with us again on Messages and Methods. Thank you. Loved being here. Thank you for joining us for the Messages and Methods She Podcast Conference interview series with Shelley Carney, produced by Toby Eunice. Please subscribe, leave a great review, and look for our compilation book on Amazon soon. Share our podcast with your family and friends and discover how you can become a fabulous podcaster at agkmedia.studio or join our Facebook group, Leveraging Your Content. Check the show notes for links and resources and please enjoy all our wonderful podcast episodes.